0: Here are Chris and Tom's picks of the week. It's that time of the week where time time I give you our NFL picks of the week. And
1: we are down to one final game of the season. But as we have said throughout the playoffs, we don't know what we're doing. So are we, are we gonna just
0: pick one game? Are we gonna?
1: Uh, is there any other anything else to talk about in this pick? I, we Zodiac? might.
0: Uh, we might be. I think we'll pick at the end just for funsies, but I don't think it means anything. It's 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 right, like who's nice anyway?
1: Everything's made up, but the points don't matter. Yeah, points only matter in the Super Bowl, not on this show. So, welcome to the Super Bowl preview.
0: Oh, it's gonna be fantastic. This is actually my second Super Bowl episode of all time. I did one way back my freshman year of college before I knew Tom. I did it with the Jawa Schneider on. Our IC radio station that we had—that's and our right. and our sports, now. our sports talk show. It was the Giants Patriots in 2011. That's that's Super Bowl wow. game. So we briefly re- that one. I was never wrong about that one, but. You never know. Two thousand eleven. Two thousand and twelve Super well, Bowl two thousand
1: eleven season.
0: Correct. Yeah. Gotcha, I was gonna say I was like, You're only a year older than me. Yeah, I so, remember I remember in seasons, I don't remember years Super right. Bowl was playing. That makes I, sense, though. That's how my brain works. So I apologize if I confuse anyone because I go with the <laughs> season, not the year of the Super Bowl. I forgot that you
1: used to do that that show, or at least no. that you did it around that time. Yeah. Um because it definitely the, the radio station was not active. Yeah. No. I got to campus. So nope, it died. um is, is de- you definitely were the heart of that station. No,
0: uh, no uh, that, was, that clearly, would be jo- clearly <laughs> that'd, be, that'd be John Van Orsher, and He was the one who got into it. He was he did two shows, I did two shows, Ja did two shows. But I went out with well, I probably have told you guys this before. Chris going through cancer out with chemo for a semester. So I uh well wasn't there to do the radio show, so Chris no is Jawa was busy. Midas was busy. Didn't happen. Show was donezo.
1: Hey, but we're back at it. Oh yeah, you're back in the back in the saddle again, doing Super Bowl uh, oh. previews. So, um, yeah, here here we go. This I'm, is yeah. this is Super Bowl fifty five.
0: Fifty five. So, and last week we did yeah. allude to you guys that we did have a random phone call with a random Floridian. Wendy about what's like what's the temperature going to be like for the Super Bowl and was it was kind of interesting. <laughs> it was interesting to
2: say
1: the least. No, absolutely nothing was planned. Nothing. So we found out about this opportunity to speak with Wendy, who, by the way, was phenomenal. Oh, she's, she was she's awesome. Super super fan. Yeah. And um, I mean, for having never met her, and we still have not actually you know even uh, been face to face with her. This was all over the phone. Um, through a mutual friend of ours. Um, uh, actually, uh, Waldeck, who you've uh, heard on the show before, the skiing episode, the oh. Die Hard episode, um, his dad, his parents were down in Florida, met this woman and uh, you know, said it might be uh, fun for the show. And it was, yep. but absolutely nothing about that day was planned. We didn't know that we were going to be able to talk to her that day. I mean, like I got off of work and had a couple hours to like think of questions. So this was, I mean, definitely one of the more, spontaneous things that
2: we've
0: done on the show. Oh, absolutely. like Not Tom me. said I think it was the most spontaneous thing we've ever done on the show. I mean Wendy was awesome. She was fantastic. It was a fun phone call. And yes, like Tom said, our reporter was the Waldeck's father, the Kevin Waldeck, who is uh shockingly looks younger than his son, which is a fantastic little tidbit for all you out there. It's just a funny joke we have between all of us. And without further ado, let's listen to our phone call with Wendy because she it's, it's a blast you guys absolutely enjoy this bonus fans are nuts and totally insane cracker jack say fuck. A one of a kind fanatic segment sports and more with Chris and Thomas inadvertently begun branching out, bringing an interview with Wendy, who we just met tonight. This is courtesy courtesy of our underground reporter, Mr. Kevin Waldeck, the father of the infamous Kyle Waldeck, a reporter at large in Sarasota, Florida. And welcome to the show, Wendy. How's it going, Wendy? Everything's
2: going good here. Weather's great. Enjoying the (laughs) day. Oh, I, I
0: envy you. In Illinois, it is cold and snow or ice at this point in time. So we envy you greatly. Yeah, I love
2: it to stay
0: here because it's beautiful here. Oh, it I, it is. Uh, what's it like? I know the Bucks just won their NC championship game on Sunday. What's it like with the Bucks going to the Super Bowl down there in, in the area?
2: Well, it's fantastic! Uh, everybody was on the streets, just waiting for them tomorrow to get back in town, waving and yelling. Even though the governor is saying, "Please, you know, social distance," <laughs> was, was all there. Um, you know, just like a little parade on the side of the streets, waiting for them to get home. So, which was awesome. Um, we're all hoping that they quarantine and stay in some kind of a bubble because we don't need any of our, our players. <laughs> yeah, that's
0: yeah. A, absolutely. Yeah, that's a big yeah. worry. I, I heard a lot of people talking about that. What are the players going to do for two weeks? Because they can't get sick before the two Bowl. Well, that would just be bad.
2: It would be. There's so many places in Tampa that they can go ahead and quarantine at, you know, Raymond I mean, Dane Stadium. They have places everywhere that they can just go. So we're hoping that they do that. I'm sure that uh, management is taking good care of that.
0: Oh, absolutely.
2: Yeah. I do yeah. want to say? Is that Sarah said, I mean, our Tampa Bay area has been known for their teams. You know, the Lightning just won the uh, Stanley Cup. The Rays went into the Super Bowl, the World Series, and here we, we get the Super Bowl. Now we just need to push everybody to get recognized a little bit because we have a soccer team also.
1: Yeah, that, that's what I was going to get into is this is really a, a huge year for, for Tampa area sports, and so um, it uh, if, if this goes the way that um, – the, the Bucks hope it do it does, and and uh, how all the the fans hope it does. Um, is it just going to be mayhem around there? Because it, it kind of seems like there's in years where where one major city um, kind of almost has a sweep of of most major sports. Just the the finale typically is the Super Bowl, and then it's just bedlam after
0: that.
2: I know. you know. I did hear a rumor that they were thinking about bringing the Olympics here yeah I mean, wow
0: i yeah. have heard that rumor that would be awesome if we came to tampa that would be pretty cool
2: it would be i mean even disney and all the space that they have over there you know to you know hold something like that it would be awesome to have that here in florida absolutely so
1: um my i, I just uh, another another question is um what did, what would does this mean uh to you as uh, a resident of the area um and, and how long have you been in the area, just uh, for, for reference to us?
2: I moved here in 1980. Um, I wasn't much of a fan of any sport until we moved here because we had everything. I, where I used to live in Tampa, uh, the Rowdies played right there. They lived in the complex with us. So that kind of brought me into more of the sports arena at that time. Um, so I've been a fan. Um, of course, coming from New England, it was New England first. But now that I've been here since 1980, I support all of the Florida teams, um,
1: forget the up north teams, all the Florida teams are <laughs> <laughs> good. You bought, bought into the local teams.
0: It's good to see. Oh, absolutely. Mm-hmm. So has this been, I know you work in a hotel. Is this a little bit different, uh, season? Would you normally see more, uh, fans showing up at hotels for the football games? Or has this just been a little bit different because I know Florida is more open than most areas, but has this just been a more unusual time to be working in mm-hmm. your industry?
2: Well, to tell you the truth, it has changed a lot. Um, here at the Sands, we have a great bunch of people, great owners that come, and they always do a um, playoff uh, party upstairs in our game room, and everybody brings food, and they just celebrate whoever, whatever team wins. It's always been an awesome time of the year. Unfortunately, this year, we, we, didn't, we weren't able to do on a big scale of what we usually do. In a Super Bowl party, we're not going to do one of those either because of the corn and issues. Right. Um, so it's kind of sad, but, you know, we all talk about it. We all share it on, and we're all, you know, tease each other, like when the Bucks beat Green Bay or we're going to Green Bay, I called the guest here and said, we're coming for ya, you. Know, <laughs> just, just, <laughs> I, I might add there's a lot of northerners that stay several weeks here, so seeing Green Bay get beat was, uh, you know, maybe Tampa winning wasn't, Find quite a joy right here in this. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think it was too because we have a lot of people from Massachusetts, which, of course, as you know, Tom Brady was uh, on oh, yeah. you know, the so they're kind of following him as they go along, too. So oh, it's crazy. just, fun, think, you know, it's cool. just, just looking around is awesome with the, with the guests, so that's fun.
0: Yeah, that's really cool. So what was it like when Tom Brady came to Tampa Bay? I know we've heard that he changed the franchise around. Did he change, like, the atmosphere of the fan base? Did you guys just all of a sudden go, we have the best quarterback to ever walked God's green earth. We might win a Super Bowl.
2: Exactly. I think that was from the beginning. We were all very pleased to get him, to have him on our team and uh, see what he could do for us. I think we had great hopes for him. Um, but we didn't know that our, our part of the team, you know, the, the regular Buccaneers, <laughs> with how we're doing like open arms, you know? So what right. we did. I mean, the, team, the, the fans did, but I, uh, you know, you could see what they've done. They've worked really well together. Oh, absolutely. absolutely.
1: And, and there's a, a certain chemistry that I think follows Tom Brady and a confidence from both the fans and the players. So um, that's really interesting to see that it's it's followed him from. Uh, you know the majority of his career up uh, in New England, all the way down. Um, that there's those that have been um, kind of faithful fans to him, not not just to the Patriots as well. So um, thank you for sharing that. Um, so kind of going to to what you were you're saying before that um, you usually have a um, a party hosted at um, the, the hotel. So how how do you personally plan to? Uh, celebrate the Super Bowl this year, uh, given uh, what kind of a different year it is. Um, is that going to be um, different than how you normally do?
2: I think it's a dance gap a little bit. Um, we do have a bigger screen TV upstairs in our game room, and I do believe whoever's here, I don't remember what guests will be here. I know about six of them that I do know for sure will be up there, and they'll be you know, having a potluck up there, and probably limits to 20 or so people. To the mm-hmm. game room so they can go up to the game. I'll be here working, to be honest. I'll
1: be here watching it on TV by <laughs> myself. <laughs> oh, hey, I, I hope you still get to have the game because, um, you know, Chris, you're kind of concerned about not being able to get the, oh. get the channel. Get CB, it's on CBS this yeah. year, right? Yeah, so, it is on CBS. You're, you're a little worried, so yeah. Um, I guess, uh, I, yeah, it's, it's uh, maybe not ideal to to have to to work Super Bowl Sunday, but. <laughs> You might get to watch more of the game than Chris.
0: And that's uh-huh. a shame because I'm a big Brady fan. So th- this would be a shame. I can't see my boy Tom Brady win another one. So <laughs> I, just so you know, I am pulling for the Bucks. Tom Brady's my guy. I'm pulling for the Bucks in this one for you. Well,
2: oh, thank you. Good. I hope so. <laughs> I think everybody's going to get to see it. I think it's just like, you know, the World Series or anything like that, it's, especially the commercials. I mean, those are, come on, yeah. everybody watch TV to watch the commercials. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's that's probably.
1: I mean, that's in in some cases better than the game. We've, we've seen <laughs> some pretty uh, duds uh, duds Super Bowls in the past, and the highlight really has been this, the commercials. So I think that's that's going to be. I mean, it's it's really it's history in the making. But then it's also still fun to be able to have that that bit of normalcy having a Super Bowl. You know, while. We had some some different things happening with other major championships in sports. It's good that we still get to have the game, and so to have uh, the the commercials and the whole experience around it still, I think is is good for for us as um, sports fans. Are they
2: are they going to let people into the, to the stadium? Yeah, there's fourteen thousand that are going to be able to go to the stadium. Wow. From my understanding, and as of today. At 3 o'clock, the tickets were going for $10,000 a piece. Wow. Is what it is today. Yeah. Um, I do understand they gave a hand out to um, some of the nurses and doctors and you know, our, our front line people so that they could go to the football game, which is awesome.
1: Yeah, um, that's that's great. I know that uh, Lambo did that um, the last two rounds uh, up in Green Bay. They provided tickets to... Um, nurses and frontline workers and first responders. So uh, it's that's really cool to see that tampa's is doing the same thing.
2: But i can assure you that the parking lots near <laughs> the stadiums? I'm sure they're going to have TVs and all that stuff. They'll probably be tailgating all over the place up there. Just, park. just you know, near, but so they can't be in it. But they'll be there. There'll be lots of people there. You know.
0: Oh, absolutely! Just, I hear. Yeah. I remember the Cubs win the World Series in 2016, and there are people piled outside of Wrigley Field just to be close to the field, even though the Cubs weren't even there playing the World Series. So I can imagine there's going to be a bunch of people piled outside of Raymond James Stadium just hoping to be near the same when the Bucks win. So that would be cool. Yeah.
2: I know that um, – I, I can't remember when the last Super Bowl was here in Tampa. It was several years ago. It had to be at least maybe 10. Yeah. Um, but I don't remember the teams that played. I thought it was Kansas City, to be honest with you. But anyways, um, the, the night before the game, I went up to the Hard Rock um, Casino, mm-hmm. and all of the players came through the casino. I just sat there at the casino playing <laughs> the football acting like, you know, but I was really there to see if I <laughs> can- <laughs> Very,
0: very smart. I like it. That's awesome.
2: Adam Sandler and Paris Hilton. It was kind of cool to see all these people wow. come in to the casino. Yeah, they there. Hint to everybody here in Florida. That's a good, a
0: good idea to do that. <laughs> to <go right laughs> if our listeners go to the Hard Rock Casino, you might see some famous people there after the game. <laughs> exactly. Thank you, Wendy. Exactly. This has been an awesome interview. Thank you for your time. And you are fantastic, and this has been a true blast.
1: It really has. <laughs> we're, we're thankful for the time, and and really it's it's not every day we get to to speak to um, someone who's so close to the action. So, uh, we, we really appreciate you, especially on such nor- short notice. Oh,
2: no problem. My pleasure. My pleasure. Thank you guys.
1: And you have yeah. a good night. You.
2: Go box. Bucks. Go box. Bucks. Go
0: Bucks. Go Bucks. that brings back a fun memory? Yes. We were going crazy. Cuckoo. We didn't know what we were doing. Why are we doing this? But boy, glad we did in the long run. Oh
1: yeah, absolutely. And, and this was, uh, we recorded this two days before. We recorded our winter wonderland or our what our, our, our Hall of Fame Snow Day episode. Yeah. yeah. I think is what we called it. Um and we were actually originally slated to record the day after we had this opportunity. But we kind of were like, All right, this one threw us for a loop. Let's take another day in between <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> to, to prep the, the Hall of Fame Snow Day episode. But man, it was fun. Like I I really didn't know what to expect with with Wendy if um, you know, she was gonna be as um, excited about it or as, as into it, we, you know, not meeting someone like that. You never know what their, their level of, um, uh, football knowledge is or fanhood is or, um, really anything about it, but she was perfect for this.
0: Oh yeah, and she even gives the insights to the last time the Super Bowl was in Tampa Bay, she was at the Hard Rock uh, Hotel or in casino, and she saw some of the players at the Super Bowl. She surreptitiously sort of took pictures of and videos of them as they were walking to the casino after the game. So that's kind of cool. So I
1: think we said it during the uh, the, the phone call. But yeah. for those of you out there that are going to be in Tampa this weekend. Head to the Hard Rock Casino and Cafe. You might get a chance to see some celebs if you uh, <laughs> if you want to see some some famous folks, uh, and you want to take advantage of one of those really cheap flights out of <laughs> Springfield, Rockford, anywhere like that. Uh, head down for the weekend. Now's your chance. You might not get another one. So you know that I think it was really cool to see her perspective as someone who has been down there for um, quite some time to to be a. a um, you know, get the locals perspective, but also a a huge fan. She's not just, you know, uh, a local who kind of like, oh yeah, there, you know, there's, there's the Rays, there's the, um, the box that they're here,
0: the lightning,
1: you know, there's, the teams are just there. And they're not really like, no, she was into it. And so that was, I think what made it even better.
0: Absolutely. And going off that, let's get into it finally. We're on Previsible. The number one ranked in the AFC Kansas City Chiefs are at the number five Tampa Bay Gronkineers. That game is happening this Sunday, Sunday, Sunday at 5.30 p.m. Central Time, the greatest time zone in all the land on CBS. And yes, it will be Tony Romo and Jim Nance calling that game, which should be fantastic.
1: I don't know. I mean, I, I think it's better than... The, the Buck-Aikman combo.
0: I, but, I agree. Right?
1: Hey, this is the same team that brought or that uh, brought you the Tony Romo ripping a lineup. No, he didn't actually do this. But uh, all of a sudden in the late fourth quarter, got excited about everything. Yeah. Chad <laughs> Um Gosh, he really did. Just like, you know, it, it sounded like he, the five-hour energy kicked in. So um, hopefully he brings that energy the whole game, and not ridiculously, but enough that you're not – you know putting coffee to sleep halfway through the game. <laughs> but um, you know, this I, I, I'm I'm looking forward to this. Um weather forecast for the day. We've got a high near 74, low around 61. So really, I mean, for this time of year, you can't ask for much better temp-wise for a football game. They're gonna love that down there. 30% chance of rain during the day. So I mean down, down in Florida really, you know, it, it's it's a it's humid. Um, so it could rain at any time 30 percent chance around here we wouldn't even consider that a chance of rain but uh, I don't know how that works down there but uh, anyway I I think this is a home game for the for the box they know they know how this stuff works they know how to play down there so the weather is the least of their concerns they know how to how it works
0: down there yeah, the, this game would have the weather would affect the chiefs more because they' are more the speedy outside the number type teams of a range it becomes a mud pit and that favors a more ground and pound offense which the Bucks can comport to a lot easier because Brady knows Brady likes to hand the ball off to lenny to playoff lenny as they call him Lenny Leonard fournette and let him tote the rock in between the tackles but let's break down some of the stats in the playoffs for you guys because raceson sets don't mean a gosh darn thing right now this is playoff football this is where it counts. Offensively-wise, the Chiefs are about where you expect them. Number one in yards per game. Number one in passing yards per game. Number five in the ground, expected. And number three in points per game. And, yes, guys, I actually made sure I only picked teams with two or more games in plus, not those one-off teams. So, like, the Ravens actually have more rushing uh, – no, my bad. There might be a few teams that more rushing yards or passing yards than they do, but they only play one game. doesn't count in my bucks. So it, it throws off the yeah, it's, averages. It's-
1: because it's only one game, so if they're they averaged that much, but they only played one game, then yeah, that, yeah
0: I think the series had like three hundred ninety-five or four hundred thirty-five passing yards. something ridiculous. Numbers like they're number one in passing yards per game, but they lost. They, but they lost
1: well, in, in the playoffs anyway. It doesn't matter. Yeah. You got you got uh, someone uh, with at least two games. Then they have at least one win under their belt, and it, in that my in my mind, that kind of you know constitutes a minimum there. So I, I liked how you how you did that. Um, but you're right. I mean, this, this team, they had, they are where you would expect them to be Um, at number one of the playoffs in offensive yards a game. uh, Number one in passing yards a game, number five in the, in rushing yards a game and number three in points. So, I mean, they, they prove why they're here, why they're able to be here. You know, they're good. They're good enough to be here and they've shown that thus far.
0: Absolutely. And the the defense is, Better than you expect it to be, but it's not unusual for the season. Fourth in yards per game, fourth in uh, in passing yards, sixth against the ground. They do not stop the ground very well, allowing 120.5 yards per game in the playoffs. against teams that don't run the football very well, like the Bills and such, so that's not a good sign. And they allow 20.5 points, number three, so they they allow yards but no points. So that kind of tells you something. They bend, but they do not break very often
1: right and and they've shown speed on both sides of the ball yeah. um which is why they've been so successful thus far. and so for for them to, like you said they they haven't uh, it, it's hard for a team, especially on defense to be the best throughout the entire playoffs and and not have points in in any game where you know mistakes happen and um, scores happen. Um, but like you said, they they have bent, bent, but they have not broken. Um, they are a solid defense, and that defense is still getting the job done. Um, offense obviously is is getting the, the job done at thirty points a game, right? Um, so th- this is this is a team that is solid on both sides of the ball, and um, definitely a formidable opponent to the Bucks.
0: I mean, what I thought was odd though was their turnover difference. They have a zero turnover difference, which is tied for fourth in in the playoffs. They only have two takeaways and two giveaways. It's like um, so they're not getting turnovers, but those are not like turning the ball over themselves. It's like right. It's like what? What do I gotta say? Like all right, so. It's what we would expect. The teams in the sports terms, they also, Patrick Mahomes doesn't also throw the ball to the other team very often. It's kind of what we expect from them. It's like, all right, the Chiefs are the, the, Chiefs, are the Chiefs, as Juju would say.
1: The Chiefs are the Chiefs. The Browns are the Browns. And the Steelers oh. are sitting at home watching yeah. the game. Um, you're right, yeah. If they were a manufacturing company, they would be carbon neutral. Um, yeah. Some the EPA <laughs> loves this type of team. So I, I think uh, you're right. It, it's It's not anything – It's not anything bad. It's just happened. I mean, um, two takeaways, that's good, but it's not the best giveaways. It's good, but it's not the best. So, I mean, you're right. This is, this is one of the teams. Yeah, second in the playoffs for uh, turnovers. That's, that's really good. And only two turnovers, the entire playoffs, you know, that you can respect that Um, two takeaways, you know, you would hope for something more from your, your defense. If they can get at least one, in this game, that's gonna that could be a huge uh, turning point for the team because um, I think this is going to be one of those games that it's going to be score after score after score back and forth. Either nobody scores for several drives or it's back to back to
0: back for, for
1: teams. So um, I, I think a, a defensive turno- turnover for either team could uh, make or break them.
0: Absolutely. And let's get to the injury points so that could shape how we pick this game and how we talk about this game. On the Chiefs' side, you have Mitchell Schwartz, who has been on the injured reserve for most of the season, could have returned for Super Bowl, the Super Bowl. But any reset, he's not healthy enough. He's not able to do so. It's not going to happen. So he's out. He's not playing. And Eric Fisher, their blindside left tackle, unfortunately, towards the kids at the end of the AFC Championship game, like fourth quarter, last drive, game's over. They've won by like 12 points. He's out. He's done for the season. And then Willie, Willie Gay, who's been out most of the season, he uh, has surgery. He's now officially out. And then the interesting story of Daniel Kilgore, who while getting a haircut by the barber, found out the barber test is positive for COVID. He's now on the COVID list, and he's currently uh, likely to play because he says a negative every test he's taking, but he has to test negative tomorrow. Otherwise, he is out for the Super Bowl. So that's an interesting storyline. And Tom's boy, Sammy Watkins, is, of course, questionable for the game.
1: A, I will say at least he sat out one game, or he was out for for one game. So he he lived up to that questionable um, label at least one time throughout the season. So, uh, but yeah, uh, you know this is like we tried to say before. This is the play, or, you know, with just the the divisional, conference rounds, uh, wild card uh, round. This is the playoffs. If you're anything above questionable, you're going to try to play. Um, you're going to get that cortisone shot in your knee. You're going to take a few extra uh, leave. You're going to get on the field. Um, so I think the the guys that have the opportunity where possible to get on the field, obviously with uh, Kilgore, really it's, it's kind of left up to that final test. You don't want to talk about your bad luck Brian situation. Jeez, Just yeah. trying to look good for the, the media day and like, oh, crap. Hey bro, I tested positive. What? Yeah. What if he had a chance? If he had taken the test and hadn't gotten his results back, why was he at work? I know, you know, small businesses—you gotta well, make, you gotta yep, make a he, living and things like that. But what? If he, was he hadn't at, gotten his results back.
0: He was why, actually
1: why was the barber working.
0: He was actually at the Chiefs' uh, facility. He was actually brought into the facility as a necessary uh, component of the team. He took the test before as he was going into the facility. And then fifteen minutes goes by, and he finds out in the middle of the haircut, he tested positive. So it was one of those rapid response yeah. things. So I was like, why didn't you just wait for the test to come back? Exactly. That's my
1: point. Test. It's like yeah. you you wait for him to to yeah. come back negative. If it what fifteen minutes? Yeah, fifteen That's minutes. Nothing. okay. Wait wait fifteen minutes, and now you've just saved your players right. from from a potential exposure. It's like all right, he's literally got his hands on you. Mm-hmm. That is a close contact. So why would you not? you know take the precautions that to me is um that's just it's just uh careless
0: yeah it's it's a weird situation hopefully he's able to play we don't want to see anyone out due to COVID. hopefully the barber's okay clearly he probably wasn't feeling shit this Clearly, he probably wasn't feeling anything because he's like, oh, I'm fine. I'm going into work today. I'm fine. I'm
1: going into work. And and, right. and that was, I think, the, the thing that I, I was confused on is, like, if, if he was awaiting results, yeah. why was he going into the facility or why was he giving haircuts? Yeah. But if it was one of those rapid response things, yeah. of course, yeah, it's like, oh, he's walking into the building because he's not feeling symptoms. He's still going to go and do the job that he was hired to do. And and I completely yeah. understand that. I was misunderstanding the situation. I yeah. thought he had taken the test um, a day or two prior. Yeah. And that's what they were waiting on. So absolutely, um, I don't discredit him uh, for that at all. But I, I put 100% of that on whoever was responsible for organizing um, the the haircut or um, uh, kind of getting, getting the players to where they needed to be. That is completely on that handler because the, if you cannot wait 15 minutes to know for sure Right. Then you don't even have the time to do the haircuts. If you're if 15 minutes to get your results is um, that critical, then you shouldn't be doing the thing at all.
0: Absolutely. I agree 100%. now it could potentially
1: cost your center.
0: Now, going away from the Chiefs, just break down the the Tampa Bay Gronkaneers a little bit. That way we can actually get into talking about this football game. We have to give you guys a background to how these teams have been playing the playoffs so we can give you a full and rich conversation about this game. So the Gronkaneers offensive stats are number three inches of yards per game, number three passing yards per game. Not shocking. They are Bruce Arians, and they throw the ball all day long. They are sixth in rushing yards per game, which is less than the Chiefs, but that's only that's because in the Green Bay game, they didn't really run the ball that much. It was an odd game to watch. I sat there watching, going, why aren't they giving the ball to Leonard Fournette more? They just weren't. Whatever they were doing, they were doing. But they do score the second most points in the plus at 30.7, just about a point more than the Chiefs. So offenses are about the same, which is weird to say for a team going up against the Chiefs that they can match them point for point.
1: You're right, because they've been so explosive. It's it's hard to um, think that someone is, is equal on the other side. And so, um, yeah, but, but really they've performed at that level. And so I'm, I'm excited to see what happens between these two, but you're, you're right. I mean, offensively, uh, they are pass heavy, yeah. but uh, if they give the ball to Leonard Fournette on the ground – he is an explosive running back. He's a power running back, and I'm—he's—he's he's exciting to watch in, in himself. So, yeah. um, but they have a lot of weapons through the air that they can use. So. They've been utilizing them throughout the season, especially in the playoffs, and I don't think that we're going to see anything different this week. I think you're going to see Tom Brady move the ball around the same way that he has to Scotty Miller and Mike Evans and Gronk and everybody else all over the field. He spreads the ball around. And so last week we saw Scotty – or two weeks ago, excuse me, we saw Scotty Miller um, had some big plays. Speedy little white guy. uh, Skipping past the uh, defenders, he is quick. Yeah. And I think we could definitely see um, quite a few targets his way because he's elusive.
0: Oh, yeah. He's, he's the unsuspecting guy who's just so quick. He actually was a track star in college. So no one knows that. It. So no one knows that. So they don't think about it. But he's actually a track star. So he's actually something you should keep your eye on. And the Bucks' defense is actually – uh, really, really good. They they allow the fifth most yards, I think only 15 more than the Chiefs, but they've also played three more games, so they have more teams they have to go with. They've had to face the football team, not a good offense. The Saints, a good offense. And then that bad man in Green Bay and Rogers. that offense can move the ball on anybody. So they've had the tougher tests at times. They've allowed the sixth most passing yards per game, which is a lot. They don't have a great pass defense, but their ground game. They allow less than 100 yards per game on the ground they are just saying you do not run that football number two in the playoffs, and they allow twenty three points per game, the fifth best, which is only two and a half points more than the Chiefs. So this is a even battle defensively as well when you look at the numbers.
1: That's insane to see. You know they're averaging giving up less than eighty six yards yep. rushing yep. per game
0: in the I mean, that's playoffs. Like,
1: that's in the playoffs, I mean that's like that's like video game playing yep. on rookie mode defensive numbers. That's, that's great. Uh, Honestly, you can't ask for much better out of your defense. So um, truly that, uh, you know, they say defense wins championships, a rush defense Mm -hmm. like that can really suffocate a team. And so uh, honestly, I I think that um, while we do see quite a bit of Mahomes throwing the ball, if their rush defense, if the the bucks rush defense can kind of choke out the um, run game, from the chiefs then you know we could be seeing a, a dependency on um the passing game which uh, had, as with any team doesn't prove effective 100 of the time right. so uh, to see defenses like that go out there um really we're, we're seeing a lot of um a lot of weapons on both sides of the ball that really can be used to both teams advantages and, um, this, this defense, this rush defense, especially, um, I know I say this a lot, but that, that could make a difference that could, um, that could really affect the way that the chiefs plan their offense.
0: Absolutely. And that defense has been effectively taking the ball where they've got five takeaways in the playoffs that's tied for the best in the playoff NFL teams, in the playoffs, However, they have four giveaways. The second worst in the playoffs, so they're their plus one. And three of those giveaways came last week where Bray was, I don't know what he was doing with a couple of those throws to Mike Evans. It looked like he forced one. The other one was more of a Hail Mary third down punch type of situation where he was about to get hit and just threw a prayer up there. The other one was a little high and it skipped off Evans' hands. So if they don't turn the ball over, they're going to get those takeaways. That defense just forces takeaways. They've been running around like uh, with their heads on fire. Devin White. Oh, boy, he is upset. He did not get selected to the all-pro team or the Pro Bowl. Think about that. He had 145 tackles in the regular season, nine sacks to lead all linebackers, and was not a Pro Bowler.
1: That's criminal, honestly. He got, that, that's, he got screwed. That's, he got screwed. Absolutely, yep. he did. So yeah, he's out there to prove, like, hey, you might not have given me the Pro Bowl, but pro, pro Bowl doesn't mean nothing when I'm wearing a Super Bowl ring. Okay. So, I mean, something like that, a guy like that out to prove, you know, that's, that's a dangerous guy. So I, I want to uh, bring up that. You know, you get guys that are, are snubbed, um, especially late in the season, for awards, for Pro Bowl selections, for All-Pro, um, what have you, and those are the guys that end up making the biggest impact. Um, and, boy, that because you see them on fire because they're out to prove something. And I'm going to use uh, Stefan Diggs as one guy to look out for next year. He was the last Bill on the field watching the award ceremony, watching the confetti fly for the Chiefs. He is going to hold on to that, and he's going to be playing pissed next year. And so you're going to see a guy who is really – he's going to work 200% to make sure that that doesn't happen to them again. So to see a guy um, do that when he's he's snubbed from the Pro Bowl, uh, snub from the all pro list and and leads for linebackers honestly you're going to see him do some things that you would expect a pro bowler to see he is a pro bowler in my book because oh, of his he, yeah. numbers the way he approaches the game the way he plays the game he is an impressive player to watch and it honestly is a terrible shame that he didn't get selected the pro Bowl.
0: oh absolutely and Going back to Stephon Diggs, just two quick things. He literally receiving yards and receptions last season, so that's a scary thought. He's gonna be even more angry. And then two, George Kill did the same thing in the Super Bowl, and were, we're the Niners this year in the gutter, but that's injuries. That it might be a different story. The Bills might come back healthy again. Like and what a great segue. Injuries. What are the Bucks injury sets? Well, Karen Bray and Tony Brown are questionable. I'm going to spoil this for you guys. They're playing. There's no way Karen Bray's sitting out, he's been playing like with his head on fire he's been their best receiver in the playoffs and Antonio Brown he missed last week's game there's no way in heck if he's even close to 60 80 60 percent he's playing he's playing I'm sorry people he's playing in this game
1: yeah I I think back to um that oh, it had to be three. Two, three, maybe four years ago, Aaron Rodgers injuring his knee in the middle of the game goes into the locker room at halftime. Oh. Gets drugged up with something because in the post game interview, don't even recall what the last question was, ago. but it was something about what, uh, what, what, what happened? What hurt uh, at halftime? Money! <laughs> Just think about that. It's like, you know, you're not that that is going to be the you know the, the players are going to get drugged up like that. But they did what they could to get him out on the field. You're gonna, you're gonna see the same thing. You're, you're gonna see them, uh, you know, get get the, the shots they need, do some extra stretching, all the water that you can. Um, and and this is the game that you don't sit out if you are borderline. Oh, if yeah. you really cannot play, if you are that hurt, if you are out for COVID, if, if whatever your situation is, it, and, it, and it's it, it is the point where you cannot play. Yeah. That's one thing. But if you could play and you, <laughs> you definitely should.
0: Yeah. I mean, Terrell Owens played in the Super Bowl with a broken leg and was the best player in the football field in that game and for the Eagles. So guys are going to push us to a heck of a lot to play in this game, and I don't expect any of these players who are questionable to be any different with that. being
1: up, tape it up, ice it up, drug yeah. it up. Drug it Whatever.
0: Field, do Whatever games. you got to do, you're playing that game. Now we get to one last point to get us prepared to go into a full preview to say, all right, we've gone through everything. Let's just talk about this game now. What happened in week 12? The Chiefs won the game 27-24 in Tampa Bay, but the Chiefs were up 20-7 at halftime. They were kicking their tails in. Tom threw two early picks. Tyreek Hill had 207 receiving yards in the first quarter. Yes, 207 receiving yards in the first quarter. And Mahomes went off for 469 passing yards, three TDs, no picks, but did lose a fumble but the Chiefs could not run the football at all. They had 59 non-scramble rushing yards on 16 carries. They could not run the football for poop in that game. It was not happening. And the Bucs, on the other hand, slow first half, and then Brady did Brady things and almost led into to a comeback. He threw for 345 yards, three touchdowns, two picks. They just scored 14 unanswered points in the fourth quarter to only lose by three. And Gronk had his best game with 106 receiving yards. So if that's a sign of things to come that Gronk could go off, oh, buddy. Be wary of Gronk and Cameron Brady in this game because the Chiefs cannot stop tight ends.
1: Absolutely, and this is—I mean—that was reminiscent of uh, Super Bowl a few years back of uh, certain Mr. Brady doing the same thing in the second half. I mean, he was—I uh, mean, he did all that in really in one quarter. Um, so he is capable, and I think that that matchup proved that he is—he is capable of. Um, a a late game comeback, a late game explosiveness um, uh, I I really I like that these teams have already seen each other yep. because um, you know they I, I you know there is some some sense of, of mystery when you haven't played a team yep. and that's good for competition, but I think that this is also, um good because they have played each other so they know what they're going into so they they actually we're going to see two completely prepared teams now oh yeah which is going to create for some great football oh absolutely but you're right that that game um the the chiefs kind of petered out in the second half and you had the the bucks really come on strong in the second half so i think man honestly if, if we see a game like that, I, it won't be as exciting early on. And we've we've seen that with Super Bowls yeah. before where it's a blowout in the first half. We don't want to see that, no. but it definitely makes for an exciting second half. So what I would, I would rather see, honestly, is a lot of back and forth. We know that both of these teams are capable of, of turning around and, and scoring right after they're seeing another score. So I, I think we could see it, it could be on either uh, end of the spectrum. We could yeah. see... Um, A a lot of back and forth football, you know, three and outs or back to back scores or, or what have you, or we could see one team, you know, go off in a, in a a half, in a quarter, come out with a a big lead at halftime, and and then, uh, you know, see a a comeback. I I think both teams are capable of either situation because these are teams that have come back from, from behind. These are teams that have uh, come out, Uh, strong and taking a huge lead early so we really don't have don't know what to expect from this game because of that so the fact that we've seen this matchup and and already seen a similar situation that what we're describing of you know one of those ends of the spectrum shows that no matter what happens in this game it's never over
0: oh no Never, and I believe this is the Bucks' last game before the bye week, and that's when the Bucks really turn it on offensively. So this yeah, was absolutely. like their, this is like their last like not great game they had. Now they've been offensive, offensive juggernauts for the rest of the season because now they implement some of the Patriots' efforts, a little check-down stuff thrown in there to help Brady out. And this is going to be a fun game. The ideal scenario, scenario for me, like Tom said, is more like that Chiefs-Patriots uh, 2018 AFC title game where it was back and forth, back and forth, fourth quarter. Mahomes and Brady were trading shots the whole game, and then they go into overtime to sell to sell this game. If we get that, oh boy, is it going to be a great Super Bowl? We get a a war in the fourth quarter where it's just one at the other, bang, 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 bang. You're like, oh boy, who's going to win this game? I got no clue. But It's going to be fun. Yeah, the,
1: one of those games where it's really it's the first one to miss. Yeah, Um
0: blinks first.
1: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> um, but really, and, and you, you, I'm glad you brought this up. And, we have seen, we, we've talked for, um, you know, on several occasions this year, and you and I have been having the talk for years, of Tom Brady the GOAT. Yeah. And we are now uh, seeing, again, this isn't the first time that we have seen the kid. Yeah. You know, uh, the kid versus the GOAT. Honestly, yeah. he is one of the most impressive young quarterbacks we've seen in some time. Yeah. Um, and, and for, for him to be so successful in getting to this point, um, you know, it, it's hard to not compare him to Tom Brady. Of course, sure. I'm talking about Patrick Mahomes. Oh yeah. It's, you know, to, to see Mahomes versus Brady multiple times, we've seen this, we've seen this, uh, story play out yep. and this is just the latest chapter of it. So th- this is exciting folks. All right. This is, this is someone who is at the early part of his career, who has every, uh, all the makings of becoming a Hall of Famer if he continues at this pace and continues to win, continues to be successful, against someone who has already had that success yeah. and is undoubtedly a Hall of Famer. Yeah. He, I mean, the, this is the comparison you want to see because these are, are two folks that um, have been or will be successful throughout their careers. And to see them both collide in the biggest game of the season—that is what football is all about. You, you, this is this is about someone who is um, maybe proving that he's not done yet, and then uh, another proving that he is ready to to take on the challenge. And he already has proven that. Mahomes has already won a Super Bowl, so he's definitely. Um, a formidable opponent for for brady but now to go up against someone who you, you might consider to be your your role model as a football player that's what football's about man
0: i mean it's gonna be fantastic this is brady mahomes part five they've already faced each other four other times before this point in time the series is split two and two the rubber mech is the super bowl hello beautiful sword. Dude, this is
1: this is a movie plot here <laughs>
0: that's fantastic brady was it's writing itself Brady won the first two. Mahomes won the last two. Who's going to take the fifth game? It could be the last time they face each other in their careers. You got to see it happen, and I love it having the Super Bowl. is going to be a heck of a lot of fun. Um, but a lot of people have been pre- projecting this game out. A lot of people are picking the Chiefs. I've looked at a lot of. I've watched a lot, a lot of football talk shows. Rich Eisen's show, Pat be show. Uh, Colin Cowherd, NFL Network talk shows. I've listened to every talk show you can think of. I also have ESPN and I think some of the NBC people as well. But gosh darn it. It seems like everyone's thinking the Chiefs are going to win this football game. And it's like, oh boy, it's going, to be, it's going to be fun. It's going to be interesting to watch. And I know we're not getting to our picks yet. We're not there yet. People, we're still not there yet. Because there's so much to talk about in this game. It's going to be a lot of fun. My big thing for this game is it's going to be the Chiefs have two backup tackles starting in this game against that Chiefs, that Buck Stevens with JPP, Shaq Barrett, Vita Veya, and Naganam Sue coming at you. Good luck, Patrick Mahomes, in this game because JPP and Shaq Barrett went off on Green Bay, and they were missing one tackle. And that O-line in Green Bay is better than the Chiefs O-line right now. And they harass him the entire game.
1: That's going to be uh, – that, honestly, that, that's huge. Um, and I'm glad you brought that up because that was, that was um, a, a huge impact last week, or excuse me, I keep saying last I know, week, but yeah, I know. last game, yeah. Um, you know, the, the Packers were missing Balaga and uh, not, not, yeah. not Balaga, no, sorry. Uh, no, no, no,
0: Bakhtiari.
1: Bakhtiari, the other B, sorry. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, yeah Um And yeah, um, it, it it made a difference, okay, and and you can't say that that having him out or having him in the game uh, wouldn't have at least given more confidence in the offensive line. Uh, but you're you're right, and and I I, I don't want to talk too much uh, bad about the the Packers because that's not what we're focusing on tonight. So what I'll say is the the defensive line really took control of the Packers' O line. Uh, oh. And so, and, and I'm not going to discredit the Packers. They worked with what they had and um, you know, there were times during the game that I think that um, were turning points and really could have uh, favored the Packers um, had they made a couple of decisions here or there. Uh, and so I don't think that that game was ever completely um, turned over to the bucks earlier, especially until, well, I'd say until later in the fourth yeah. quarter. Yeah. Um, but um, you're right. That was with one starter out. Yep. You got two starters out now. You can't tell me that it's not going to have an impact when we've already seen what this defense can do. So I absolutely believe that um, this defense is going to uh, take some control. I'm not. I'm not saying that they are going to um, completely wash out oh, no, the Chiefs' no. offense, <laughs> but I I do think that, that that defense they're one of the best for the re- for a reason. And, and they showed up two weeks ago and they will show up again on Sunday night. So I, I, am not going to say that they are absolutely going to do this or that, right. but I, I think, I feel like they are going to come out with that same explosiveness that, that they did against green Bay, um, especially, um, in their home stadium.
0: Oh yeah. I mean, if you guys watched the, uh, mic up for the conversation championship games, JPP was saying, I went eight blanking years to get to this point. Eight blanking years. I'm not going to be stopped right now. He was on a mission, and you could tell, because he had like two sacks, was all over their back of left tackle. So, who's there? I think it's Mike Remmer, like the second string right tackles, moving over to left tackle for the Chiefs. Good luck, son. JPP's coming to take your pelt, and he's going to take Mahomes <laughs> with you. He wants he wants blood. Beware of JPP and Shaq Barrett's no slouch either. Shaq Bear is a man's man at the other DN spot. I mean, I believe one year he had 20 sacks, so he's a he, he's a he's a load. So be wary. And on the other side, the Chiefs have a of defense led by Steve Spagnuolo, who, if you guys don't know that name, he was the DC for the New York Giants in 2007 when the Giants beat the Patriots in the Super Bowl 17-14, ending the perfect season. So. And he likes to sit call the blitzes, as it were. I believe they blitz the third most in the NFL, so Brady's kryptonite is facing the blitz. So could we inst- instead of an offensive show, what well, we get a defensive show? Because these two defenses may just be able to beat the other's offense because of how they're constructed.
1: Absolutely, and, and history tends to repeat itself, so we'll see which side of the ball that happens, or which which defense uh, that happens for this week, um, whether we get a repeat of of the uh, Bucks Packers uh, defensive matchup, or if we get a a repeat of um, what Spagnolo can do with the defense in the Super Bowl. So no. obviously, you know, it, either one is equally as likely. Um, but speaking of history, I mean, yeah. th- this is a historical game. Yeah. Um, Tom Brady made history by making yeah. by, by making it to this point. And this this game in itself is historical, not just because it is the Super Bowl, but Tampa Bay is the first team in NFL history to play the Super Bowl at home. And I think we talked about this with Wendy, too. Yeah. It, it means a little bit more because of that. Um, and, and so I'm not going to say that because it means more. It's, uh, it's going to give one team an advantage, but it's it's their home field. Oh, okay? yeah. You can't say that there's not a little bit of home field advantage there. Um, because of that, because it is, I mean, there's, there's, you know, one thing with, you know, it's a little bit closer location than someone else. No, this is it. So for, for this to happen, that's, that's NFL history in itself. And then Tom Brady with the, you know, what, four different things that um, yeah, he wrote in the history books um, by winning two yep. weeks ago, yep. you know, uh, this, this would be huge. For, I mean, it, he's already in the record books because of this, but to win this game would just, I mean, it would, it would etch it in stone, really. And, and can, can you imagine the first time that a team hosts the Super Bowl at their own stadium and win? Oh.
0: That
1: would, I mean, that, that's, that's like a storybook ending.
0: Oh, I mean, they're already talking about the curse of being the home team for the Super Bowl. You'll make the Super Bowl. Tom said, "Ha, cute story. I got this. I, I cursed like." Oh, sure Breakfast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, those are co- those are cool stories. And This is his tenth Super Bowl appearance. He's six and three in those other games, and the three quarterbacks he's lost to are Eli Manning and Nick Foles. So he has <laughs> a lot. Eli Manning, who probably is going to be a Hall of Famer because of the Super Bowl wins. Nothing else. Sorry, Giants fans. He does not deserve it besides those rings. I don't mind getting that conversation, we'll have that later. And Nick Foles, who golly, that man looks sorry in Chicago. So I don't know how he did in, in Philly, but we look at who's he's bra- being. Bra- he's being Kurt Warner. He's being Jake Delhomme, not a not a Hall of Famer by any stretch of the imagination, but a good QB. Donovan McNabb, if any of you are young enough to remember Donovan McNabb, McNabb was a stud QB. He's being Russell Wilson, who will be a Hall of Famer probably. He's being Matt Ryan, who's that fringy Hall of Famer type guy who's like He's got numbers, but not really. And then Jared Goff, that's the only like sorry QB he's really being. Jared Goff is just a sorry QB who just got traded for Matthew Stafford and the Rams that give up two first round picks to get rid of him.
1: All right. There's a whole other conversation to be had about that. But that just, in my mind, says, what did Goff do to piss off ownership enough that they just basically gave him away?
0: Get out of here. Screw you. You can't play. You suck. Get out of here. Matt Stafford. I mean, not uh, Matt Matt
1: Stafford is anything to shake a stick at. He's, he's a, uh, he's been a solid quarterback in his career, but Goff was supposed to be like the future of the franchise yeah. uh, th- I mean that that's what some people were saying okay uh, yeah th- th- that's what folks were saying is like, a lot of people doing dope. Standing, <laughs> staying in la for as long as Matt Stafford stayed in Detroit
0: yeah that's a lot of people doing dope we thought that I've watched sher Goff. I like yeah, yeah. I agree. I'm like no nah, I don't I don't buy it I just don't buy it there's a lot of weapons making him look good I just did not buy it but it, it, this could it's when Brady faces a quarterback of his caliber in Zero, he rises to the occasion. So, this is going to be a fun one because this is a man on his level, a man who might be over his level because the Chiefs are trying to become the first team to win back to back Zero since the 03 04 Patriots. Add another layer to the pile of Brady versus Mahomes is Mahomes trying to do a Brady thing before, for the first instance, a Brady did it. So, I was like, hello, you want can, more, more, can, more stuff? Uh,
1: that even more so is just why i love this matchup is you know mahomes is trying to do a brady thing yeah. like and the last person to do it was brady like yeah. that, that's just can, can you not you you
0: can't <laughs>
1: oh, i love this yeah. game yeah. okay
0: yeah all right it's, what's it's, the phrase is like
1: you can't you can't tell me baseball is not um I, 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 I'm trying to think of the, the phrase, how can you not be romantic about baseball? How can you not with this game? I oh, mean, it's like something out of a freaking sports movie, okay? It sounds made up, but it's not. Okay, this is real life. We love it.
0: Sorry, Green Bay and Buffalo fans. I mean, we're Bears fans, and we're saying this. We can we can admit this. Like, if we if you had to ask us what we would rather see, we would rather see the Bears in the Super Bowl. But from a storyline perspective, a overall game perspective, it doesn't get better than this, folks. And there's still really? more stuff. If Mahomes wins, he will have won two circles a year before Brady did. He will be a year younger than Brady. He could catch Brady for rings. He will be on pace to beat him. Think about that. <laughs> there, what there,
1: what What is it historic about this? Guy, there's more. <laughs> I'm
0: not even, I'm not even, there's nothing I can say to that. There, there's just more. And Mahomes was in kindergarten when Brady went his first Super Bowl. <laughs> I mean, th- th- this has been <laughs> – there's so much great stuff to talk about. It's such a great storyline. It's Brady, Mahomes, and just all the random stuff of Mahomes trying to catch Brady and all the little intricacies of that storyline. Yes, there's other guys on the team, a lot of great players, but gosh darn it, those two are just it's like the, the the past is trying to hold off the future and we're about to see who's gonna win in the fight.
1: Absolutely and that that just kind of proves my point even more that you know Mahomes was in kindergarten when Brady won his first Super Bowl. So he you know that he probably yeah. looked looked at uh, Brady like you know that is the goal yeah. mm-hmm. for, for being an NFL quarterback and now he gets to play him in the Super Bowl are you kidding me Anyone, anyone out there would have killed for this opportunity. Okay, yeah. to grow up idolizing or at least watching and saying, "That's what I want to be when I grow up," and then doing that thing and then facing the guy that you want that made you want to do it. Come on, uh, <laughs> that's then like I, I, I've said it too much already. Right. I love this matchup. Yeah. I, you know, and if it had been the Packers, if it had been the Bills, if it had been whoever, you know, else, it, it wouldn't have been as historic. I still think we would have an exciting game with anyone that was in the playoffs but so much is going into this game that really is just I mean you're, you're gonna see this on the silver screen someday. No. Uh, honestly, uh, or an E60, 30 yeah. for 30, something about it. Be- because there is so much in the backstory of what is happening, what's going into the players that are going into this game, what it took for everyone to get here. Like everyone uh, can can fantasize about what it takes to get to the Super Bowl, but now you've got guys um that, that are doing it and playing them uh the men that they looked up to growing up. You know, this is this is something you don't see every day because of the longevity of players, the lack thereof, really. So to now see um, that happening in the biggest game on the biggest stage. This is what sports are about. Yep. Okay, to to say that you wouldn't want to play against um, the player you idolized mm-hmm. growing up is is a lie. Yeah, I, I can tell you right now, I would have loved to play against any of those baseball players that I watched as a kid. Oh yeah, and now Mahomes gets to do it. That is the dream.
0: On the biggest of stages and the biggest of moments in a historical of historical matchups it's happening in front of our eyes. It's going to be a lot, a lot of fun. I, I, even then we have two tight ends, Gronk and Kelsey might be the two best tight ends in our lifetime that we've watched. I mean, come on now. Let's keep, let's keep piling on this stuff. There's still more. <laughs> There's still more.
1: So all right, I, I, I saw something today that I want to make sure that I confirm with you. They are both 31, correct?
0: I believe so. Yes. And Gronk was
1: drafted three years before Kelsey?
0: Yeah. Gronk came out early.
1: Yeah, Gronk came out early. Kelsey was – I believe he stayed for a fifth year. And then he got drafted. So, man. You you look at that too as like guys that started their career – like they're the same age. They started their careers three years apart. And now are the two best tight ends in the league, arguably. Uh, There's no argument about
0: it. Well, George Kills in there, but –
1: that's right. Okay.
0: was no, like in I, our the lifetime.
1: The didn't have the the, the season so. this year to really put him on the stage, so I keep forgetting about him. But, yes, Kittle, Kittle, Kelsey, and Gronk are, are the three best tight ends, and now you've got two of those three playing each other on the big stage.
0: Man. It's, yeah, it's fun. It's Heart fun. And, and, and leading those offenses are two head coaches who have two differences but put up a lot of points. Andy Reid runs the West Coast style, which is a little bit – uh it's a different variation of the West Coast. It's his little take on a lot more gimmicks, but it's the same check down home run, so home run check down offense. And then the Bruce Arians, he calls it the no risk it, no biscuit offense, which is you throw that ball down the field and you don't stop throwing the ball down the field until you score points or you throw an interception. And it's been pretty effective for the Bucks this season when you don't have James Winston on the ball to their team 30 times.
1: Right. No crab legs throwing the ball this yeah. year. Uh, Brady definitely is, is no Winston. So, man, you're, you're right. No risk it, no biscuit. <laughs> um, uh, West Coast style, fast paced offense. I mean, yeah, you've got good. it all.
0: Yeah, and it's fun. All and, right, both, so- and both are efficient and oh, effective if, in their own yeah. right. So you can't say that
1: one is better or worse than the other because nope. obviously they've gotten them to nope. where they are now. So it's it's proved itself yeah, so yeah. and this is not a, a, a game to prove which style of no. offense is better. No. really it's it's pinning two yeah. effective styles yeah. uh, against each other and, and it's just gonna be you know hard nosed football, fast paced yeah. and um, it, you know there's there's not gonna be a lot of I, I hope anyway, a lot of lulls because even on the defense you uh, we, we got two exciting defenses to watch too.
0: Oh, it's, it's going to be a lot of fun. I I think you're going to see, like like you said, two different styles. Are, both are very effective. I think the both teams were top five offenses in the regular season, and they're, and they're now the top three offenses in the playoffs. So I was like, all right, these offenses are different, but they do the exact same thing, and that score, points, and get yards. And it just makes it a lot of fun. All right. Let's give a little bit of a more boring little thing. So the referee, crew, I thought, was interesting when I, mean, I looked at this. Carl Jeffers will be officiating the Super Bowl. This is his 21st season as an NFL official. His crew has done this before. This is his second Super Bowl. That Super Bowl was Super Bowl 51, aka 28 3 comeback game. That, he was the ref for that game, yes. Add more, yeah, add more there, yeah. The Chiefs are 12 and 6 against the spread in games he officiates. Brady's 4 8, so Brady does not win against the spread, but hey, he won a game down to 3 when he was officiating, so that's something there. And we have more history in this game. Sarah Thomas, who is the down judge, will become the first woman in NFL history to officiate in the Super Bowl. Hello, history. We have more for you. Come get some if you're a history nerd.
1: This is like Oprah. You get history. You get some history.
0: <laughs> you make, history. Whoa. make
1: some history. This is, uh, I mean, you you can't you can't <laughs> throw a throw a stone and not hit history yeah. in this game. Man. So I mean I'm sounding like the the Tony Romo that I was making fun of, <laughs> getting excited and man, I'm all jacked
0: up on Mountain
1: Two right now. Yeah. Um so I mean but you're right, you know there's there's history to be made on both sides of the ball and in stripes too. I mean this is uh this is really honestly i think one of the more historical games that we have seen in a while and not because of the the officiating crew but just everything that or, or one person or another but just everything that's gone into it yeah. i think there's there's so much on the line and not necessarily so much to lose but right. no matter who wins there's so much to gain
0: yeah i think Mahomes is the most game in my the game in my opinion because if he wins, he now is in the Brady conversation for sure. It's like okay, is Mahomes or Brady now? Because if Mahomes keeps going his trajectory, he can catch Brady. If Brady wins, he kind of slant, he kind of shuts the door on Mahomes. Says, yeah, I got seven rings and one of them was against you. Bam. <laughs> <laughs>
1: End of conversation.
0: Yeah, so I was like, it, this means for Mahomes, this could be this is the game that could say, okay, now he's really trying to catch Brady. If he wins this game he could catch him and surpass him. And that would be weird to see someone surpass Brady within like a decade or so of Brady being labeled the greatest of all time. Cause it took Brady until like the 2018 to surpass Montana and Montana was considered to go for like 20 years before Brady yep. passed him.
1: Yep. You're absolutely right. And so greatness doesn't happen overnight. It takes time. No. And um, really, if, if we see Mahomes. Um, when on Sunday, this is that step in the direction that of, oh, you know, getting into the the Brady conversation and being all right, this is his pace, this is what he has done. We could, I mean, if he keeps this up, yeah, we could be seeing the making of another Brady like. I mean, he could surpass him, he could tie him. Um, but regardless of it, at this point in his career, he is going to be compared. I think, I think he could. You could compare him to Brady, regardless of whether he wins on Sunday. Agreed. agreed. Um, I just think he could be in the conversation of can he be better than Brady yep. in regards to rings if he wins. So yep. if he if he takes this one, he, he's got back to back. Yeah. Clearly, he's uh, he's on pace then, but I, I think a win solidifies himself in the conversation of okay, this kid is for real now.
0: Yeah. I mean he's won MVP, gone it a- and went to the FC title game his first year as a starter, won the Super Bowl his second year, and now's in the Super Bowl his third year as a starter. So he's just won everything outside of a AFC championship game against Brady. And that's his first year as a starter. So it's like, all right, Mahomes is pretty good at the football. Let's just say let's just put it that way, he's pretty good at the football.
1: He does the football well, that is for sure. And a half billion dollar contract. <laughs> yeah. Uh, is <laughs>
2: well proof that worth
1: it. Someone else has confidence in him as well. Yes, I'd say it's worth every damn penny right now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, the only thing that uh, some folks were, were wishing more is um, the state. They were going to call it the State Farm Bowl. we no, were going to have dang. Mahomes and Rogers. You know how much money that would be just thrown around for that matchup. State uh, Farm
0: They've been teasing they're adding someone else to their team. What if it's Brady who's added in during the halftime, during the commercials? <laughs> now you have the same farm bowl. Uh, anyway, oh it's Brady. Home. Or what if it's Gronk? What, Gronk is the large-line personality. It could be Gronk who gets added in. Oh my gosh. About.
1: I could. All right. If and we're then, being honest, <laughs> I would rather see Brady of the two. Yeah. But of the two, I could see Gronk more than Brady doing a commercial like yep. that. Yep. Only commercial that I uh, – I've seen Gillette commercials with yep. Brady. Mm-hmm. And then that weird mattress commercial he was in a few years back. Yeah,
0: that was weird.
1: But more recently, Gronk has done a terrible Tide ad. Um, and so I, I could see him kind of taking on the more cheesy
0: yep.
1: um, commercial role than, than Brady. Hey, hey
0: Gronk I, but, does – yeah, he also does TVs and Manscaped. So don't don't. Oh gosh, that's right. <laughs> he does the Manscaped oh, commercial Just listen now. Oh my yeah. god. <laughs> he is fantastic in those commercials. Oh, well, for those
1: of you who don't know what we're talking about, uh, um, go Manscaped. on to YouTube and search uh, <laughs> Rob Gronkowski Manscaped, yeah. um, and <laughs> it's a commercial about a uh men's grooming trimmer and i'll leave it at that and there are plenty of innuendos to uh make you red in the face so enjoy that one you're welcome
0: hey honey have you seen my balls (laughs) (laughs) i love it they look so much smoother than they did
1: before listen oh my gosh i legitimately was like my jaw was open i was like uh where is this going because obviously his, his his hands were down by his yeah. waist holding the trophies, and yes, he was holding trophies, not the family jewels. Um, and 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 then uh, eventually they pan out, and really he had just polished trophies. But yeah. whoo man, it's I was like, where are they gonna go with this?
0: Uh, only Gronk, only, only Gronk.
1: He's the only one, only athlete I, I think who could pull that off in a commercial anyone anyone else it would have been forced for gronk it was almost natural well
0: because gronk the last year before he had a gronk party yacht (laughs)
1: that's right he also did he did the masked singer last year where he was a giant white tiger i knew from the second that he stepped out there that it was him um before he got revealed but he was just a party animal doing that too he's he is Definitely comfortable in his own skin. So I, I could see him being the, the latest addition to the State Farm team, but uh, we'll have to wait till halftime to find out. It could be someone completely off the wall.
0: I mean, it'll be interesting who they reveal. I don't know if it'll be halftime. I don't know if it'll be before then, but hopefully we find out. And hopefully it's someone from the Bucks to make it interesting. Like, all
1: right. I, I think that would make for, for great TV, especially yeah. when we're seeing, you know, companies like Budweiser who are not doing oh, ads this yeah. year. And um, Hyundai in recent years yeah. has had some pretty funny ads. Yeah. Yeah. And, and they're not doing one this year. Uh, I'll have to look into more of, of why. I know that it, uh, um, it has to do with a lot of what's happening uh, around the country. I know why. Please explain. I, I've I've been meaning to, to look into that. I just I have read that they yeah. which companies have. I, I haven't read the reason for
0: each one. The reason is because they want to give that money instead to COVID uh uh relief. So like helping get the vaccines out and stuff like that. Also, there's been some behavior scientists, namby pamby type scientist people. Sorry, people who are in that field, I think you're nambi pambies, um, who are saying it may not be the best thing to tell funny jokes. I'm like This is the best time to tell funny jokes.
1: Are you kidding me?
0: I mean, Jeff Dunham Dunham did a whole special. Get
1: the bleep button ready. Are
0: you? All right. Jeff Dunham did a whole special about COVID outdoors with all his uh, puppets, and it was fantastic. I laughed my head off the entire time. It was hysterical. You want to tell me
1: that this isn't the time for jokes? This is the time to (sighs) – depression is setting in at an alarming rate because of people don't have the the human interaction that they used to and things in the economy and the job market are not going the way that they uh that they would in a normal year now is the time to get people laughing if you think at all that this is not a time for jokes for lightheartedness to get you know? people thinking outside of their normal daily thought come on man i'm going to i'm going to pull the come on man car i mean that's Put a helmet on. Yeah, Goodness yeah, gracious. I'm gonna. you all right. You want to talk about my Yahoo? <laughs> that that is a Yahoo move right there. Okay, well, we're going yeah. back to episode the episode yeah. one, yeah. edition one of, of Tom's take. Yeah. Give me a freaking break, man. Yeah. If you don't want to laugh at commercials, turn them off and don't watch them. Let the rest of us enjoy them. For goodness' yeah. sake! All right, off my high horse, off my soapbox. Yeah, the, the, I'm, the, I, I'm done with that. The
0: snowflakes have have infiltrated all of society. Unfortunately, well, I'm
1: going to take a flank throw to the yeah. snowflakes that don't want to watch funny commercials. Send them all to me. I'll take this. <laughs> I'll, I'll take the funny commercials. You all can enjoy the silence.
0: All right, sir. That, all right. Now I've successfully delivered all that. So let's bring us back on the track. Who do you have in this game, and what's your final score for this game, Senor Thompson?
1: Ooh, final score, I don't know, but
0: it doesn't really matter. It's just a throwaway uh, thing just for funsies.
1: Bucks 27 21.
0: Okay, interesting. So I want to thank you for breaking the train. Because I was watching all these experts, all these smart people say it's got to be the Chiefs. They're more explosive, they have a better team, they have the better stars. And I'm sitting there going, keep saying this, keep saying it, just get Brady angry, just get him mad. Just keep getting that man mad and keep saying it because the Bucks have the better D-line, the Bucs have the better O-line. Last time that happened to Brady, he, we saw that the Giants beat the Patriots. Maybe Mahomes is just that special. He can overcome a deficient O-line. But I don't know if he can survive a JPP Shaq Barrett assault. I think it's going to be Bucks 28, Chiefs 24. It's going to, and the line is Chiefs by three. So if you take the Bucks and you're taking the spread, you just need the Bucks to lose by two and you have won the bet. But I'm seeing the Bucks outright in this game. If I was a betting man, to take it 28 24 an absolute epic game that we might live on in history for all times because of how awesome the game was. Hopefully, it's not. Seahawks Broncos, because that would be a, a darn shame if we get that game. That game was a dud. Uh,
1: absolutely, and and just to to uh, throw something at you, um, there's a a man by the the nickname of Mattress Mac. He uh, Jim Mattress Mac uh, Macinvale, He um, owns several um, furniture stores in the Houston area. Yep. Um, uh, notable, uh, uh, notorious for making huge bets on games. He has placed 3.5, 3.46 to be exact million on the Bucks oof, oof. in this game. Jeez. So, with a spread like we're seeing in favor of the Chiefs, that is one heck of a payday.
0: I mean, um, it's a three man, point spread.
1: I've actually, before I knew that he was a, um, a kind of infamous for being a, a, a better, I knew him from other channels of um, just kind of the, the small world factor of. Um, uh, different things, so it's interesting. To, every time I see his name come across, but now it's all associated with you know large bets. But three and a half million on the bucks. Goodness gracious, man! Yeah. Hey, what? What? The, the payout on that's got to be ridiculous. I would love to do the math on it. Um, it
0: a lot. I mean, Pat a lot. I, don't
1: want to... I mean,
0: Pat <laughs> McAfee's bang thirty thousand dollars on the coin flipping tails.
1: Oh, oh. all right. <laughs> <laughs> that's just stupid money too. Like, not hey. that it's a stupid bet, but that's just like, yep. when you've got that much to throw on the freaking coin flip, yeah. Woo! all right. I don't even have, I don't even
0: have 30 grand. Yeah.
1: No. I'd love to throw on a coin flip. Oh, can you, yep. can you imagine like some, some poor sap who just, you know, really is confident about it. Throws like 10 grand, doesn't really have a lot that much. And then he, it turns up heads. Oh how how horrible yeah. that yeah. that would just feel losing life savings yeah. for some guy, but they're out there, and then you got guys who are you know throwing around thirty grand, <laughs> throwing around three and a half million.
2: Yeah. But
1: makes things yeah. interesting. Yeah. That's what this is, this weekend is all about. It's about the interesting, and yeah. this weekend is not short of the interesting as we have talked about thus far. So um, we we are excited about this game, oh, yeah. and. Uh, obviously, I mean, we're getting fired about the littlest things, so uh, get excited for 5 30 Central on CBS mm-hmm. and uh, enjoy every minute of it because you're watching history.
0: Oh, absolutely! And with that being said, you can follow our Facebook page for updates around the show and um our email at sports and we did have another topic we might have gone into but I'm moving that to next week's topic because we went on for an hour about the game because this game is epic and fantastic so next week when it's just Chris because Tom has gone on sabbatical uh, the wife is in the terminal stages of her pregnancy uh, she's due the day after the Super Bowl so hopefully he's able to watch the Super Bowl um, but we'll see And hopefully everything goes well there. And thoughts and prayers go to you and your family as you're welcoming second child. So hopefully everything goes fine, nothing wrong, and everyone comes out healthy with that.
1: I appreciate it. And a little bit of um, uh, extra incentive on this. If uh, he comes on uh, Super Bowl Sunday, yes, it's Super Bowl Sunday. Um, it's it's also my boss's birthday so he's he's particularly fond of that date and he he's pulling for the seventh but um yeah i i really appreciate uh you know the, the thoughts the the prayers the kind words that uh you know we've been receiving from everyone um it's been uh fun doing this show and no i'm not leaving forever but it will be uh, i am taking taking some time off this is my last one um, because, uh, you know, the, the baby could come at any time now. So uh, I really just want to uh, express my appreciation for the support that we have received from all of our, our listeners, um, all those that have reached out to us on a personal level, all those that have um, liked and shared and commented on our, our posts. And I know that we're we're looking into trying to get, add the top fan badge on our Facebook page. We've been looking into it for months. but. You know, stuff like that really kind of keeps us going, doing yeah. this. We were doing this for fun, no matter who was yeah. listening to it. Um, and I'm saying all of this because it's going to be a while before I yeah. come back. But um, I just want to know that I want you all to know that you are appreciated um, because you're, you're the ones who are, are coming back week after week listening to us. And you helped us get to that goal. Yeah. We are at 611 plays before the Super Bowl. You, that's all because of you, okay? Yeah. That, that is nothing that we have done. Yeah. Yes, we have pushed out the content, yeah. but that I mean, it, it, it's unless someone listens to it, it's just out there. So 611 times you have listened to our podcast before this episode. 611 times you have listened to us ramble about things just like I am doing right now. Yeah. 611 times you have clicked on the links on our Facebook pages, uh, on our Facebook posts, uh, time and time again, and just know that uh, I- even if um, th- this show doesn't go anywhere um, monetarily in the future, that y- you have gotten us to where we are on February 5th, 2021, that the last seven months have been fantastic, and we thank you and love you for that.
0: Absolutely i mean it's to it's been a wild ride you you guys and don't worry chris is still here i will be pushing on content so if you think it's been a wild ride with me and tom oh buddy get
1: ready Yeehaw. Awesome. y'all are in wild for a fucking bronco coming up here you guys are gonna
0: be some fun with chris <laughs> i've got some episodes in the works i have an idea for the things for the valentine's day episode that's next weekend because well that's Valentine's Day, so it'll be interesting with a single Chris talking about Valentine's Day. That'll be fun for y'all. Uh, I have to listen to that one. There's going to be I'm there's, there's going to be a Harry Potter episode coming out. I've got to talk to you some of the fanatics we've had on before to talk about that stuff. So we have some things in the work, but those are I'll let you guys know on the Facebook page when those are coming because they might be last year on Facebook. So you never know what could happen with Chris going crazy off the rails by his That's lonesome. When
1: that's when you'll see Tom heckling in the comments. Absolutely, sir. Um, so uh, thank you for taking over the show in my absence. Um, I will return, and it will be a glorious return one day. But for now, handing over the keys to the kingdom there oh, to boy. you, my friend. Um, you're going to have to do the outros. So, I know. Oh, boy. Um, I, I mean, you know, how about, how about for, for, for this one? You take my part, and I will take yours absolutely. just for fun.
0: Sounds good. All right. All right. Go ahead. Go with it. So if you want to watch our shows, you go to our anchor page, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or anywhere else to get your podcasts because we are everywhere. And listen to the old stuff because the old stuff is old and good as well.
1: Absolutely. And we would like to thank uh, all of you, probably tens and tens of people who listen to our ridiculous ramblings and takes on everything, especially the Super Bowl and random Florid- Floridian women that we uh, meet. That sounded really b- bad coming out. That's not weird, man. Out, but the, the random fans that we meet that add uh, <laughs> quality content to this show and listening to Tom say things that he doesn't mean.
0: Absolutely. I mean, that's fantastic. And next episode is to be decided most likely to be next Friday. But I'll let you guys know on the Facebook page so that I might go live. So I want you guys to know when it's happening. And until then, stay safe and healthy. Watch for deer. Watch for ice and pray and pray, pray, pray that Tom's wife, Morgan, has a very healthy baby. Stay safe and healthy, everyone. Thank you all. Chris and Tom's Picks of the Week were brought to you by… no one. All non original thoughts and this were properly noted during each pick.